Psalm 37, Discourse the Third, Part 1, of Expositions on the Book of Psalms, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Expositions on the Book of Psalms, Volume 2, by St. Augustine of Hippo. Psalm 37, Discourse the Third, Part 1. On the Third Part of the Psalm the last part of this psalm yet remained with you undiscussed and unexplored therefore as i perceive it was not without his purpose although not according to our own that the lord hath called us back hither to discharge our debt be ye therefore attentive brethren that we may with god's assistance be enabled now to repay what we know ourselves to owe who is the speaker of that which we have been but just now singing? Verse 25 I have been young, and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. If it is spoken but in the person of one single individual, how long is the whole life of one man? And what is there wonderful in the circumstance that a single man fixed in some one part of the earth should not throughout the whole space of his life being so short as man's life is have ever seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread although he may have advanced from youth to age it is not anything worthy of marvel for it might have happened that before his lifetime there should have been some righteous man seeking bread it might have happened that there had been some one in some other part of the earth not where he himself was here too another thing which makes an impression upon us any single one among you look you who has now grown old may perhaps when looking back upon the past course of his life he turns over in his thoughts the persons whom he has known not find any instance of a righteous man begging bread or of his seed begging bread suggest itself to him but nevertheless he turns to the inspired scriptures and finds that righteous abraham was straitened and suffered hunger in his own country and left that land for another he finds too that the son of the very same man isaac removed to other countries in search of bread for the same cause of hunger and how will it be true to say I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And if he finds this true in the duration of his own life, he finds it is otherwise in the inspired writings, which are more trustworthy than human life is. What are we to do then? Let us be seconded by your pious attention, so that we may discern the purpose of God in these verses of the psalm, what it is he would have us to understand by them for there is a fear lest any unstable person not capable of understanding the scriptures spiritually should appeal to human instances and should observe the virtuous servants of god to be sometimes in some necessity and in want so as to be compelled to beg bread should particularly call to mind the apostle paul who says in hunger and thirst in cold and nakedness and should stumble thereat saying to himself 
is that certainly true which i have been singing is that certainly true which i have been sounding forth in so devout a voice standing in church i have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread lest he should say in his heart scripture deceives us and all his limbs should be paralyzed to good works and when those limbs within him those limbs of the inner man shall have been paralyzed which is the more fearful paralysis he should henceforth leave off from good works and say to himself wherefore do i do good works wherefore do i break my bread to the hungry and clothe the naked and take home to mine house him who hath no shelter putting faith in that which is written i have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread whereas i see so many persons who live virtuously yet for the most part suffering from hunger but if perhaps i am in error in thinking the man who is living well and the man who is living ill to be both of them living well and if god knows him to be otherwise that is knows him whom i think just to be unjust what am i to make of abraham's case who is commended by scripture itself as a righteous person what am i to make of the apostle paul who says be ye followers of me even as i also am of christ what that i should myself be in evils such as he endured in hunger and thirst in cold and nakedness whilst therefore he thus thinks and whilst his limbs are paralyzed to the power of good works can we my brethren as it were lift up the sick of the palsy and as it were lay open the roof of this scripture and let him down before the lord for you observe that it is obscure if obscure therefore it is covered and i behold a certain patient paralytic in mind and i see this roof and i am convinced that christ is concealed beneath the roof let me as far as i am able do that which was praised in those who opened the roof and let down the sick of the palsy before christ that he might say unto him son be of good cheer thy sins be forgiven thee for it was so that he made the inner man whole of his palsy by losing his sin by binding fast his faith but there were present there men who had not eyes to see that the inward paralytic was already healed and thought that the physician was blaspheming when he was making him whole who is this they say who forgiveth sins this man blasphemeth who can forgive sins but god alone and because he really was god he heard them thinking such things this their thought of god they thought truly but they did not behold god present there therefore that physician wrought a certain work in the body of the paralytic also that he might heal the inward palsy of those also who said such things for he wrought for them to see he gave for them to believe come therefore every one who is feeble and weak in heart so that looking at human instances of worldly suffering thou art fain to leave off from good works and art relaxed as it were by a certain inward paralysis come if we may be able let us lay open the roof 
that thou mayest be led down before the lord for in his body which is the church the lord himself hath been young indeed in the first ages and lo he hath now grown old you know and acknowledge and understand that in this body ye are placed and ye so believe that christ is our head that we are the body of that head now are we alone so and were not those who were before our time such also all the righteous that have been from the beginning of the world have christ for their head for they believed that he was to come whom we believe to have now come and it was in faith in him in whose faith we also have been made whole that they were made whole also so that he should be in his own person the head of the whole of the city of jerusalem all the faithful from the beginning unto the end being included in the number the legions and the armies of the angels being so joined to them so that it might become one city under one king and as it were one province under one governor happy in perpetual peace and security praising god eternally and happy eternally now the body of christ which is the church like an individual man was once indeed young and behold she is now in a fruitful old age for it was of her that it was said she shall still be multiplied in fruitful old age she hath multiplied herself through all nations and this is her voice as she reflects upon her first period and this her last as if that of one individual she looks back over all of it because all ages are known to her by the scripture and she saith exulting and warning us once was i young in the first ages of the world and lo now am i old i am now even in the last ages of the world and never have i seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread now do we recognize the man who was young and now is old and having as it were laid open the roof we have come to christ but who is the righteous man who hath never been seen forsaken nor his seed begging bread if you understand what is meant by bread you understand who is meant by him for the bread is the word of god which never departs from the righteous man's mouth for that righteous man when tempted in the person of his head gave this very answer for when the devil said to the lord himself while in hungered and suffering from hunger command that these stones be made bread he answered man doth not live by bread alone but by every word of god consider now my brethren when it is that the righteous man doth not do the will of god for he doth it alway and lives according to his will the will of god departeth not from his heart for the will of god is the law of god and what is said of such a person and in his law doth he meditate day and night that other sort of bread you feed on one hour and you leave it on that bread of the word you feed both day and night for both when you hear it and when you read it you are feeding upon it 
when you think upon it you are ruminating it so as to be a clean and not an unclean animal which wisdom also indicates by the mouth of solomon saying the treasure that is to be desired continueth in the mouth of the wise man but a foolish man swalloweth it up for he who swalloweth it up hastily so that what he has devoured is not to be seen remaining in him has forgotten what he heard but he who is not forgotten thinks upon it and by thinking upon it ruminates it and in the rumination of it finds delight whence it is said holy meditation shall keep thee see now if holy meditation doth keep thee in the rumination of this bread then hast thou never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread verse twenty six he is always merciful and lendeth Fainorator is used in latin indeed both for him who lendeth and for him who borroweth but in this passage the meaning is more plain if we express it by foenerat what matters it to us what the grammarians please to rule it were better for us to be guilty of a barbarism so that ye understand than that in our propriety of speech ye be left unprovided therefore that righteous man is all day merciful and foenerat let not the lenders of money on usury however rejoice for we find it is a particular kind of lender that is spoken of as it was a particular kind of bread that we may in all passages remove the roof and find our way to christ i would not have you be lenders of money on usury and i would not have you be such for this reason because god would not have you for if i indeed would not have you be so and god would have you be do it but if god would not have it even though i would fain have it so he who should do it would do it to his hurt whence does it appear that god would not have it so it is said in another place he that putteth not out his money to usury and how detestable odious and execrable a thing it is i believe that even usurers themselves know again on the other hand i myself nay rather our god himself bid thee be an usurer and says to thee lend unto god if thou lendest to man hast thou hope and shalt thou not have hope if thou lendest to god if thou hast lent thy money on usury to man that is if thou hast given the loan of thy money to one from whom thou dost expect to receive something more than thou hast given not in money only but anything whether it be wheat or wine or oil or whatever else you please if you expect to receive more than you have given you are an usurer and in this particular are not deserving of praise but of censure what then you say am i to do that i may lend profitably consider what the usurer does he undoubtedly desires to give a less sum and to receive a larger do thou this also give thou little receive much see how thy principle grows and increases give things temporal receive things eternal give earth 
receive heaven and perhaps thou wouldst say to whom shall i give them the self-same lord who bade thee not to lend on usury comes forward as the person to whom thou shouldest lend on usury hear from scripture in what way thou mayest lend unto the lord he that hath pity on the poor lendeth unto the lord for the lord wanteth not aught of thee but thou hast one who needs somewhat of thee thou extendest it to him he receives it for the poor hath nothing to return to thee and yet he would himself fain requite thee and finds nothing wherewith to do it all that remains in his power is the good will that desires to pray for thee now when the poor man prays for thee he as it were says unto god lord i have borrowed this be thou surety for me then though you have no bond on the poor man to compel his repayment yet you have on responsible security see god from his own scripture saith unto thee give it and fear not i repay it it is to me thou givest it in what way do those who make themselves sureties for others express themselves what is it that they say i repay it i take it upon myself it is to me you are giving it do we then suppose that god also says this i take it on myself it is unto me thou givest it assuredly if christ be god of which there is no doubt he hath himself said i was an hungered and he gave me meat and when they said unto him when saw we thee hungry that he might show himself to be the surety for the poor that he answers for all his members that he is the head they the members and that when the members receive the head receiveth also he says inasmuch as ye have done it to one of the least of these that belong to me ye have done it unto me come thou covetous usurer consider what thou hast given consider what thou art to receive hadst thou given a small sum of money and he to whom thou hadst given it were to give thee for that small sum a great villa worth incomparably more money than thou hadst given how great thanks wouldst thou render with how great joy wouldst thou be transported hear what possession he to whom thou hast been lending bestows come ye blessed of my father receive what the same that they have given god forbid what you gave were earthly things which if you had not given them would have become corrupted on earth for what could you have made of them if you had not given them that which on earth would have been lost has been preserved in heaven therefore what we are to receive is that which hath been preserved it is thy desert that hath been preserved thy desert hath been made thy treasure for consider what it is that thou art to receive receive the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world on the other hand what shall be their sentence who would not lend go ye into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels and what is the kingdom which we receive called consider what follows 
and these shall go into everlasting burning, but the righteous into life eternal. Make interest for this. Purchase this. Give your money on usury to earn this. You have Christ throned in heaven, begging on earth. We have discovered in what way the righteous lendeth. He is alway merciful and lendeth. And his seed is blessed. Here too let not any carnal notion suggest itself. We see many of the sons of the righteous dying of hunger. In what sense then will his seed be blessed? His seed is that which remains of him afterwards, that wherewith he soweth here, and will hereafter reap. For the apostle says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore time, he says, let us do good unto all men. This is that seed of thine which shall be blessed. You commit it to the earth, and gather ever so much more. And dost thou lose it in committing it to Christ? See it expressly termed seed by the apostle when he was speaking of alms. For this he saith, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth in blessings shall also reap in blessings. But perhaps it is a labor to thee when thou sowest, a pain to thee when thou showest mercy, because thou seest the wretched. For it will be better for us, when some day we shall have no persons to whom to give those alms, when all shall be changed into incorruption, there will be no one hungry, to whom thou mayest offer bread. There will be no one thirsty, to whom thou mayest give drink. There will be no one naked for thee to clothe. There will be no stranger for thee to take in. Here, however, we are sowing the seed in the midst of afflictions, of travails, of griefs, of lamentation. But turn to another psalm. They went forth and wept as they were throwing their seed. Hear how that his seed shall be blessed. They shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, carrying their sheaves. Observe therefore what follows, and be not slothful. Verse 27. Depart from evil and do good. Do not think it to be enough for thee to do, if thou dost not strip the man who is already clothed. For in not stripping the man who is already clothed, thou hast indeed departed from evil. But do not be barren and wither. So choose not to strip the man who is clothed already, as to clothe the naked. For this is to depart from evil, and to do good. And you will say, what advantage am I to derive from it? He to whom thou lendest has already assured thee of what he will give thee. He will give thee everlasting life. Give to him, and fear not. Here too what follows. Depart from evil, and do good, and dwell for evermore. And think not, when thou givest, that no one sees thee, or that God forsakes thee, when haply after thou hast given to the poor, and some loss, or some sorrow for the property thou hast lost, should follow, and thou shouldst say to thyself, What hath it profited me to have done good works? I believe God doth not love the men who do good. Whence comes that buzz, 
that subdued murmur among you except that those expressions are very common each one of you at this present moment recognizes those expressions either in his own lips or on those of his friend may god destroy them may he root out the thorns from his field may he plant the good seed and the tree bearing fruit for wherefore art thou afflicted o man that thou hast given some things away to the poor and hast lost certain other things seest thou not that it is what thou hast not given that thou hast lost wherefore dost thou not attend to the voice of thy god where is thy faith wherefore is it so fast asleep wake it up in thy heart consider what the lord himself said unto thee while exhorting thee to good works of this kind provide yourselves bags which wax not old a treasure in the heavens that faileth not where no thief approacheth call this to mind therefore when you were lamenting over a loss wherefore dost thou lament thou fool of little mind or rather of unsound mind wherefore didst thou lose it except that thou didst not lend it to me wherefore didst thou lose it who has carried it off thou wilt answer a thief was it not this that i forewarned thee of that thou shouldst not lay it up where the thief could approach if then he who has lost anything grieves let him grieve for this that he did not lay it up there whence it could not be lost verse twenty eight for the lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints when the saints suffer affliction think not that god doth not judge or doth not judge righteously will he who warns thee to judge righteously himself judge unrighteously he loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints but think how the life of the saints is hid with him in such a manner that who now suffer trouble on earth like trees in the winter time having no fruit and leaves when he like a newly risen sun shall have appeared that which before was living in their root will show itself forth in fruits he does then love judgment and doth not forsake his saints but is the saint afflicted with hunger god will not forsake him he scourges him he scourgeth every son whom he receiveth thou despisest him when he is being scourged thou art affrighted when he is enriched for wherewith is he scourged it is with temporal tribulations when is he to be enriched when it is to be said to him come ye blessed of my father receive the kingdom which is prepared for you from the beginning of the world be not thou reluctant to be chastened that thou mayest be among the number of those who deserve to be received to such a degree doth he love just judgment that he forsaketh not his saints whom he scourgeth for a short time and seeing that he scourgeth every son whom he receiveth he spared not his only son in whom he found no fault for the lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints will he therefore perhaps since he doth not forsake them give them what thou desirest here to live many years to come to old age thou dost not observe 
that when thou wouldest wish old age to come thou wishest for that of which when it shall have come thou wilt complain let not thy soul therefore whether through wickedness or through weakness or through littleness say unto thee how is it true the lord loveth judgment he forsaketh not his saints in very truth he forsook not the three children who praised him in the furnace the fire touched them not were not the maccabees his saints too whose flesh indeed was consumed in the fire but whose faith failed not but this you say involves a still greater question because though their faith did not fail he nevertheless did forsake them hear what follows they shall be preserved for ever it was but a few years that you were desiring for them which if he had given them god you think would not have forsaken his saints he visibly did not forsake the three children invisibly he forsook not the maccabees either to the one he gave temporal life to confound the unbelievers the others he crowned invisibly that he might judge the impiety of the persecutor yet neither the one nor the other did he forsake who forsaketh not his saints and it was no great reward the three children received if they were not to be preserved for ever they shall be preserved for ever but the unrighteous shall be punished the seed of the wicked shall be cut off just as the seed of the other shall be blessed so shall the seed of the wicked be cut off for the seed of the wicked is the works of the wicked for again on the other hand we find the son of the wicked man flourish in the world and sometimes become righteous and flourish in christ be careful therefore how thou takest it that thou mayest remove the covering and make thy way to christ do not take the text in a carnal sense for thou wilt be deceived but the seed of the wicked all the works of the wicked will be cut off they shall have no fruit for they are effective indeed for a short time afterwards they shall seek for them and shall not find the reward of that which they have wrought for it is the expression of those who lose what they have wrought that the text which says what hath pride profited us or what good hath riches with our vaunting brought us all those things are passed away like a shadow the seed of the wicked then shall be cut off End of Psalm 37, Discourse the Third, Part 1